Blog Talk Radio. Madden Voice, three, two, one, now. And it is time, <clears throat> it is time, it is time for the Madden Voice. And football is finally back. No preseason, no OTAs, no training camp. Um, rosters have been trimmed down to 53, and guess what? In 48 hours, almost to the minute, 47 hours and 30 minutes. Um, so Thursday night, 8 o'clock, we will see the Kansas City Chiefs go to Foxborough and take on the New England Patriots. And that will be the kickoff. And um, I will be going to Dallas on Sunday. <clears throat> I am planning on – well, I will see the game. I still haven't worked out logistics. <laughs> Here it is Tuesday before the game. Um, so I'm not sure if I'm going to be in the stadium, um, if I'm going to be at a local sports bar. Um, if anybody listening, any of, uh, any of our podcast listeners or anybody that might be listening live have any suggestions for me, um, please don't just tell me go to the stadium. I, I Obviously, I know that that would be ideal. Um, you know, I, I'm thinking about it, but there's some logistical challenges that I may not be able to overcome. And if I can overcome the logistical challenges, then how much do I really want to spend on a football game in the stadium? Because um, I looked at the ticket prices and uh, good googa mooga. Um, and I could do the uh, the pass that they have where you go into the standing room area and you pretty much watch the game on the on the big screen there, the big you know, the, the big TV thing they have over high HD TV, they have over the stadium, you know, over the field. Um, and those tickets are like cheap, but it's kind of standing room only. And, you know, if I'm going to go see it again, I want to see it. So anyway, I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm also looking to do a, you know, some kind of uh, live Madden voice from there just to be, you know, right there. Somehow or another, um, I have the technology. It's portable, so I can do that. I've done it before. If you recall, I've been in hotel rooms and whatever and, and done the show. Um, so, you know, been over my my mom's house and did, did the show with my brother. So, you know, yeah, you know, there's ways to make everything happen. So just stay tuned. Uh, and, and let me just offer one apology. Um, my brother was in town. I'll have him, have him in case they're on momentarily. Um, he was in town this weekend, and we really wanted to do a live show. But, um, you know, alcohol got in the way. <laughs> Blame it on the a- 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 alcohol, you know what I mean? And me and my brother had a good time. And, you know, hey, guys can't blame us right went out do what we had to do and then i really didn't have much left in the tank to do a show so i apologize 
that one's on me, but um, before the season's over, we'll get a live show in together. I'm sure we will. With that said, let me bring on the aforementioned, the voice of reason, the man from the ATL, the man that is my younger brother, the man that was home this weekend, and it was so good to have my brother back in town. As sad as it is to see him go, is always happy when he comes and returns. So, uh, JB, welcome to the Madden Voice. Yes, sir. Definitely appreciate the uh, the love. It was great to be home. Uh, hard to come back, but if you had to. Looking forward to coming home again. Looking forward to football, obviously. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And let's bring in uh, probably the main reason why we're able to keep the name the Madden Voice is we actually have one of the best Madden players out there uh, on the show from Indianapolis. Guy's been a, a Madden Nation Season 4 contestant. He's been a Madden Nation, I'm sorry, a uh, Madden Challenge champion, uh, you know, and uh, he's not a bad fantasy football player either. And yeah, he knows a thing or two about football. Not much, just a thing or two. But uh, K-Star, welcome to the Madden Voice. That was a mostly good intro. Uh, I proved <laughs> most of that. How's it going, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I gotta be truthful, bro. I just about just about telling the truth. You know what I'm saying? That's what I do is I tell the truth. So um so anyway, um let's start with the hot news because this news is this news is like not even an hour old, so let's jump right on the, the hot news. Um unless you've been in a cave uh and you're a football fan, you've certainly been following the Ezekiel Elliott saga. Um, and I have some, some, some very strong comments coming soon about it, but, um, the latest news, actually there's two kind of breaking news is the first one, uh, for Cowboy fans and Cowboy Nation, Zeke will play on Sunday. So Zeke will suit up against the New York football giants on Sunday, which for me, who might very well be at the game actually makes me kind of happy, um, that, you know, I hate to be down there and then, you know, can't see the new stud in the backfield play. So, um, and, and playing a division rival, a team that swept the Cowboys last year, went to the playoffs, um, you know, to have, to have all your, your horses, um, you know, it, it's real, real important because you got to see these boys again down the road. So on, on a football note, it's a good thing that uh, he was able to play. And if you want to know why, and, and my co-host just indulge me for a minute, I'll pull you guys into this discussion in a second, just kind of setting the table here. Um, the NFL, you know, is not as not quick to make decisions and rosters have to be set on Tuesday. So since the decision hadn't came out, um, it was decided that regardless, Zeke, this was decided by 4 o'clock today, that regardless of whether his six-game suspension was upheld uh, or reduced, and obviously if it was overturned, it's a moot point, but that he would still be allowed to play on, on Sunday. And it's really just about fairness to the team, fairness to the player, fairness to the opponent. You know, you got to make a decision like, okay, he, he can play on Sunday no matter what. At this point, we're going to let him play Sunday. If they keep the suspension, then it'll start after Sunday, right? So, <laughs> and guess what? Um, about three hours or so later, uh, they released the statement that the six-game suspension has been upheld. So Zeke will play on Sunday, and then the suspension will start after Sunday. Now, the Cowboys do have um, – they, they can still pursue court action, 
and uh, the Players Association. They can still – it's not over. It's kind of like the whole Tom Brady thing. Um, you know, they could, they could pursue something to try to, to block this. Um, I, I have no news on whether that's going to happen or not. Um, I'm going to stay very close to this story because it's a big story. Um, but as of right now, Zeke will play Sunday – and then the suspension will kick in, and he will miss the next six games. And no, it is six games. It is not a six-week suspension. So even though the Cowboys have a bye week during that stretch, that doesn't count. So he will miss six games, um, assuming that this 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 ruling sticks, and the you know the the players' association or Zeke's representatives, um, you know, or the Dallas Cowboys don't pr- pursue something else. And if you recall. You know, Tom Brady, you know, most recent example of this, um, you know, went through this, was going to court to do something about his suspension. And then at the last minute, um, Robert Kraft and the Patriots just said, you know what, we'll just go ahead and we'll, we'll do it. But this was after a year. If you guys remember, this was a year of back and forth in and out. Um, and so it, it took until the next season, which is kind of stupid anyway, but for him to get suspended. So stay tuned. You know, I mean, um, you know, stay tuned. Um, so JB, you know, bringing you now up to speed, because I know you're a busy guy out there. You may not have known the latest, or maybe you do. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on Elliot's suspension being upheld and your thoughts on further action by the Cowboys um, or the Players Association? Should they pursue um, some sort of injunction or something, or should they just say, you know what, let's just serve the suspension and, and let's just move on? Uh, well, my thoughts on it is, number one, I'm, I'm obviously disappointed, and it's not just because I'm a Cowboys fan. Anytime you have star players that are suspended for X number of games, that takes away from the viewership. So everyone wants to see the best players out there on the field at any given time. And any time a suspension, even injury, takes that away from the game, kind of hurts. Uh, but with that being said, though, I just I still find it interesting and shocking that we're even at this point because, like I, you and I have talked before, you think about the Josh Brown incident, the kicker for the, for the Giants, a former kicker for the Giants, basically abused and, and his wife and only got one game. And here they are with basically no concrete evidence. They just base it upon uh, – seems like hearsay. I mean, maybe there's more evidence than, than what's really been discussed, but it doesn't appear like there'd be enough, at least to me, to warrant a six-game suspension. Now, is there well, – personally, I was expecting it to be reduced. Everything that was discussed, everything that I read, everything that I saw, made me believe or even think that it maybe go from six games down to four games or maybe six games down to two games. But for it to be upheld, uh, disappointing, not just from – uh, a football fan of the Cowboys, but just as a fan in general, given the circumstances uh, under which this is this is a happening. Okay, um, and and maybe I missed it. What are your thoughts on moving forward? Moving forward, uh, you know, I'm 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 mixed because I'm trying to leave out the the Cowboy uh, delineation. I'm trying to I'm trying to create separation. So let me try real hard to create separation and say, I believe you still should fight it. You brought up the case with, with Tom Brady and the Patriots. They fought that and went on into the next season. And for something like this, 
National Football League Players Association has the right to go down this path. And between the NFLPA and the owners, there's always been a rocky relationship for the past several years. I don't see it getting any better. I don't see this helping or hurting that part of the equation. So they might as well take it to court, see what they can get uh, at this point. Had it been a six game down to four games or six games down to two, I would say just take it and run. But the fact that they upheld it, uh, go for it. We don't have anything else to lose. Go for it. K-Star, same question. Put your, put your Steelers bias aside just for a moment. I know it's hard, and we're going to get to your Steelers momentarily, okay? We've got to talk about, um, um, you know, the other uh, stud running back in this league. We've got to talk about your boy Bell in a minute. But um, y- y- should the Cowboys fight this? Should the Players Association fight this? Should the fight continue, or should they just take it on the chin and say, okay, it's over, let's move on? Uh, they should fight it. I mean, why not? That's kind of what the purpose of the Players Association is for, is to fight for the players. And to me, there's a pretty good case. You know, the only problem is we've seen Brady lose before as well. So it's obviously planted against them. They have their uphill battle. But, I mean, why not? You know, there's there's definitely good reason for them to fight it. You know, there's benefit in doing so if things happen to work out. So to me, the risk is worth the reward. Um, so why not? Okay, so here here are my thoughts on it. Um, Unlike Brady, we're not talking about, um, you know, deflated footballs and an unfair competitive advantage potentially in a game. Um, We're talking about domestic violence here. And I am concerned, and I think Darren Woodson, former Dallas Cowboy, great, um, three-time Super Bowl champion, and in my opinion, one of the best safeties to ever play the game, in my opinion. If you watch the guy, you know, before some of these guys like Ed Reed and Palomalo and some of these guys was Darren Woodson out there tearing it up. So y'all go back. Y'all out there go watch Darren Woodson um, play safety, strong safety in the NFL back in the 90s for the Cowboys winning three Super Bowls and then come back and then tell me he wasn't the best ever at that position. In my opinion, I'm sticking to it. Anyway, um, he said to me the best thing – that I've heard anybody say is, why is the NFL in the investigation business? Why? You are a football brand. You are a mega conglomerate. Thank you very much. Um, um, Football, huge mega league. Okay. And why? So, so this is what you do. You, you, you put on sporting events and you sell products. That's what you do. Where in that does it say investigative services? Where in that does it say that you have more resources uh, or, or a better ability to come to determine the facts of something over law enforcement, over the DA's office? Why are you in that business? And we are talking about something allegedly that took place uh, 14 months ago. It ain't six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, six months ago, 14 freaking months ago, and here we are, 14 months later. It is ridiculous. It is insane, and I think I, think, I get it. The collective bargain agreement gave the league certain powers, but you know what? So what? If, if, if the police 
right? You got to go to police academy, and, and you got all these officers that have all this extensive training in a DA's office. You got to get your law degree, and they hire private investigators, and they do all this research. And if neither one of them found claim to press charges, why do you feel that you have the right to suspend him on the domestic violence charge? If you said we're knocking him two days because he flipped that girl's shirt up and it's a bad look um, on the league, I wouldn't agree with it, but at least – that's that I can't argue that because that's a fact. There's video. He did it. And if that is a violation of your employment contract with your players, then okay, then he deserves to get a game or two or whatever that penalty would be. But you specifically said while that happened, that was not taken into consideration. That's what your report said. So we're back to domestic violence. So so first and foremost, NFL shouldn't be doing investigations. But let's get to the crux of the issue here, and let's just call it like it is. Did Zeke do it or not? I don't think there's anybody walking around that would say if Zeke did it that he shouldn't be suspended. And frankly, if it's as bad as, as they're professing, six games probably wouldn't be enough. So to me, here's the question. Zeke, did you do it? And if the Players Association, Zeke's representative, and most important, Ezekiel Elliott himself, say that they're innocent and stand by the claim that he did not do it because listen let's keep it real here right it's the madden voice we're not pulling no we're not pulling no punches let's keep it real people do lie i know it's real easy to just say that you know everybody wants to get on the domestic violence bandwagon and condemn the, the man for doing it and hey if he did it i'm there with you i'm driving that bandwagon but at the same time, because we have such an attention to that, don't think that women don't lie, that there are not women out there, gold diggers, that wouldn't lie. Okay, just don't think that that's not out there. I don't know. I wasn't there. We don't know. And that's kind of my point is we don't know. We don't know. The investigator from the NFL, a female, said that the lady's uh, testimony was questionable. So I'm saying this. If Zeke, if you did it, take your punishment then. Then tell your representatives, I'm taking my six games. And man, go get some help, and you better not ever do it again, bro. If you did it. And if you know you did it, then I would call off your dogs, and I would take your six games, and go walk into the sunset, and we'll see you in six weeks. Go get some counseling, figure out what it was that have you act like a fool, get yourself fixed, and, and, be, and be happy that you're getting another chance to play in the NFL. But if you didn't do it, Zeke, then you need to fight to the very end. Because you know what? That's your name too, bruh. That's your name. That's endorsements. That's security for you and your family. If you didn't do it, you need to fight to the end. Because I'm going I'm to ask any man out there, if a woman accused you of putting her hands on you, you going to sit back there and take it like a man? Or you going to go out there and fight for your name and your reputation? So if Zeke did it, he needs to fight. So pay attention over the next day or two. We'll learn a lot, I think. We'll see what the options are and what the Zeke, you know, uh, his camp decides to do. I hope if he's innocent that he fights to the end. But I hope if he's guilty, he says, okay, I'll play Sunday and then I'm, I'm going to go home and chill for, for about six weeks. That's all I got to say about that.
Let's switch. Let's switch subjects. We'll get back to the Cowboys in a little bit. Let's switch subjects. Let's talk about the other stud running back. You know, the, the guy many people think is the best in the league. Now I'm hearing, you know, don't forget about David Johnson. And listen, listen, everybody, let me just say this, and then I'll bring K-Star on and Jay back in. But I'm sorry, there's two running backs in this league and everybody else. David Johnson's a bad boy, but he ain't there yet. There, there's Zeke, there's Le'Veon, and I think, I think depending on the argument you make, one is one, one is two. I told K-Star this last year. I believe Zeke is better, but I can't get mad at him for thinking Bell is better. I think they're that close. But that's it, guys. Stop with all these other guys you want to throw into the mix, okay? They're not there, okay? Just, just, just stop it. Stop it, okay? Stop it. That said, let's go to K-Star. So Le'Veon is back. He signs the franchise tag. He signs the tender, 12.2, 12.4, whatever it was, million dollars. My question is, I'm going to concede that he's a top two, okay? I'm going to concede that. Hands down, he's one or two. No argument from me on that. Why did he not get a long-term deal from your Patriots? I mean, your Patriots, your, your Steelers. Help me understand. I'm shocked. How does that not happen, K-Star? Well, they tried. The negotiations went up all the way to the deadline, and apparently they had a, a deal in place between the agent, Le'Veon, and, of course, the team. But Le'Veon stepped in and said that it wasn't enough, and that's kind of where we are. And imagine it will pick up next year in the off season, just as it did this past year. Um, so it's unfortunate, but it's something that's going to be put on hold for a year. Something similar happened actually to Antonio Brown a couple of years ago, and then he came away the next that next season with a big fat contract. So I imagine a similar outcome will be in place for Le'Veon. But you know, obviously, uh, a lot of it depends on his health this season and if he can stay healthy. Because as great as he is, one knock that he's really had on his game is his availability at times hasn't always been there. Do you think that's an issue? Um, I think he's had some bad luck, but I do think it should hurt him in negotiations because facts are facts. I mean, he has associated risk, you know, with the drug suspension before, and he has missed some games. I think he'll be fine health-wise in terms of, you know, uh, if – He's more or less likely to get injured again, but you know it still needs to be baked into his market value, in my opinion. Do you think his he's he's been kind of outspoken? Do you think that has any impact? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it does typically with the Steelers because they don't like that you know players speaking out against management. Um, the Rooney's don't really play that stuff, but you know, like any. Like any like any rule, there's always an exception to the rule in those cases. I mean, Antonio Brown, we've seen before, he's pretty outspoken, too. He's kind of a diva. So is Le'Veon. So while they don't, I'm sure, appreciate it, you know, I think that it's something that they will work through. Okay. Jay, I'm going to have a different question for you. Um, it's, it's, re- it's related, but it's different, Okay. And, and and you don't know this is coming, so I'm interested in in your response. But so the NFL, uh, you know, if we if we do the math, what do you got? You got you know, if you include practice squad, what do you got? About two thousand two thousand players in the NFL, roughly. And it seems every year, between drug suspensions, um, 
you know, uh, off the field um, issues. There seems to be so much. It's not just the Cowboys. Cowboys get, you know, they're on the front page or everything because they're America's team. But it's not just the Cowboys. You know, Ravens have had some issues. Other teams, you know, there, there, there's, there's, there's a lot, okay? Um, you know, I, I saw a stat recently that actually has the Ravens having more drug suspensions since 2010 than the Cowboys. Is that? Oh, hold on a second. Sorry about that, guys. Okay. I apologize. Got some things on, on my computer while I'm doing the show. Um, they actually have more than the Cowboys. Probably people would be surprised. The Ravens have 13 since 2010. The Cowboys have 12. My point is, Jay, is there a problem in the NFL when you look at these multimillionaires? These guys are coming into the league making millions, you know, and, and, and at worst, you know, I think the 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 uh, veteran minimum is like nine hundred and eighty thousand or some some crazy number. So these guys are making big money. Is there something? Is the NFL not doing something right that we every year we're sitting there looking at drug suspensions, we're looking at off the field, you know, activity, we're looking at all of these things. Is there something? Is this something? Is there a problem here? And I, I say this because obviously we've got the Zeke situation. K Star very accurately alluded to the fact that Le'Veon Bell has had some some suspensions as well, one or two. I, I know definitely one, maybe two. Right? Is it two? K Star. Uh, he's had one, but the thing one, is, he got okay. busted twice to lead in lead into that one suspension. Okay, there you go. I knew I knew something happened twice. These are two of the top names in the game these are these are two studs these are not this is we're not talking third stringers here we're talking two studs two guys that have the ability to put together hall of fame careers okay and yet they're running into this trouble jay what what's what's your take on this and is the nfl is is there something the nfl are they doing enough i guess that's the other question all right well there's, there's several ways to go with this one i mean first off you look at the frequency, and I think that the, the NFL kind of gets magnified because of the number of games played throughout the regular season compared to the other four major sports in North America. You don't see this as much or as prevalent in hockey. It's not discussed or prevalent in basketball or in baseball, but seems to be talked about more often with football because we don't have a 16-game season. Uh, with that being said, do I think there is a problem? Or, or better yet, can the NFL do anything else aside from what they're doing? I don't think so. I mean, they, they have the rookie symposium. They've got former NFL players. They've got Hall of Famers that come in and talk with the rookies and, and try to explain to them this is the football life that you're about to enter. And you already have the, the age restrictions. I mean, it's not like with uh, basketball. You play one, one uh, season of college and you can jump right into the NBA. You don't have that kind of restriction, so you're you're in the the college scene for for a bit longer, and you should be, I guess, educated, uh, so that once you're in the league, you understand what you need to do. And these folks are educated year after year after year, and unfortunately, year after year after year, we have the same issues. And I think that a lot of folks tend to have that that mindset of, okay, well, it'll never happen to me. I hear what he's saying, but I don't have to worry about it. That that's not me. Uh, that, that that can't be me. I'll, I'll never be under that circumstance. And then they find themselves a week later in that very same circumstance. So can the NFL do anything else? I want to say yes, but at this point they have they have covered a lot of ground. 
Uh, maybe they need to be more forceful. Maybe more education is necessary. Maybe they do it before they even get drafted. Maybe they start talking to them much sooner. But um, it, it seems like it is a problem because of the fact that it's a football and, and it's magnified because of the number of games and, and the uh, high-profile players that come in that are high up from too much right into the pros. K-Star, same question. What do you think? Um, it's probably a good answer for it, honestly. It's one of those things where, you know, it's like how do you how do you control it? How do you fix something like that? And for me, the only thing that I can really see that would make sense, um, and we talked about it before, is is the basically destructing and allowing the that NFL to have the marijuana type be be legal in the league, but will that fix everything? No, because there's other issues going on, like we've you know outlined already. Um, you know, and, and I don't really have a great answer for it because it, it's something in which a lot of self discipline has to come into play because we don't want a scenario where these guys are managed with with people outside of their profession because you know we had a discussion last week and no one wants. You know, no grown man wants to be told and have their hand held what they can and can't do and so on and so forth. So that's a tricky situation. Yeah, I, you know, my, my quick thoughts on it are um, I, I think that they, they're doing a lot, but you could always do more. And maybe they need to reevaluate the pay structure of younger players when they come into the league. Maybe they need to reevaluate the fact that these are guys coming into the league. um, And granted, they're coming in because of what they've done in college. But, you know, in any, in, in any industry experience is worth more than lack of experience. And yet we got guys coming in, you know, these first and second round draft picks and they're banking. I know there's limits to what they can make, but they're still making millions. They're still making big money depending on where they are in the draft. Maybe they need to reconsider that. And maybe you, you, you consider, um, you know, instead of it being, you get suspended. And so now you lose game checks because you're suspended. Maybe you have to come into the league. And if, if your first year is say 5 million, okay. Um, maybe the bulk of that for rookies is incentive-driven. And the incentive is behavior and conduct. You know, maybe it's, hey, we need you to come into this league. We're going to pay you $5 million. But three and a half of that is going to be based on you coming in here and not doing stupid things like domestic violence, drug suspensions, that kind of stuff. And if you do them, you're going to get suspended too, but you just lost two-thirds of your contract. It's gone. So guess what? You made five million. We're going to pay you one and a half million, and you're going to get one and a half million divided by seventeen. In case people don't know, that's how that's how they get paid. And then you get more in the playoffs. If your team goes to playoffs, you get playoff pay, but that's separate. Your annual salary is divided by seventeen paychecks. Just in case anyone out there didn't know that, that's how they pay them. So, um, so maybe you take that one point five million out of that three out of that five million con- contract. And you pay them their 17 paychecks, and the three and a half you hold back. You finish out the year, no issues, bam, you get three and a half million, or you get it 
you know, maybe you prorate it during the off season and every week, you know, the, the other 25, 30 weeks, whatever, and they get it that way. I, you know, you can figure that part out or you just put it, you put it somewhere in, in trust and they get it lump sum after the season. I don't, it doesn't matter to me because it's still going to hit the books the same way by the end of the end of your fiscal year, it's still going to hit. So it's not a big issue either way, but maybe something like that. And you do that for the first year or two or three, you know, backload their pay, make them make them, Now you really have to do the right thing if you want to get your full contract. And honestly, I just thought it was just now as, as we're speaking, I just, this just popped into my head because I know, I don't know about, I don't know about, I don't know about you, but money is a motivator and lack of money is a motivator. So whatever it is, I think the NFL has got to do more. I think they got to step up. They got to do more. I do believe, I do agree with JB. They're doing a lot. They bring Hall of Famers back in, and they have this rookie symposium. They have financial planners available. You know, hey, you went from being broke to now you're a millionaire. You know, here's Terry Floyd, financial advisor, to help you. They teach you about avoiding scams. They teach you about keeping your, your circle small. You know, don't blow your whole check on, you know, don't go out and buy a $5 million mansion week one, and now you're broke. You know, they teach you all of that stuff. So kudos to the NFL for that. But I'm still seeing too much of this crap. And I, and, and I know people are still going to be people, and you're still going to mirror society to some degree. But come on, come on now. You know, you got these guys coming and making all this money, and you have all these resources. There should be a way to mitigate some of this even better. There should be a way. I'm just going to leave that right there because I can. Uh, let's go back to K-Star. So, um, going back to you because this is your home team, the Colts, your home team, and, you know, Luck is out for week one. Chump, freaking my fantasy starter. You know, he screwed me last year, now he's screwing me again this year. But um, they've got Jacoby Brissett from the Patriots. The Patriots now have Philip Dorsett, who I do have on one of my fantasy teams. Thank you very much. Pretty happy about that. But anyway, um, you know, what's your analysis and what are you hearing? You know, we hear the national stuff, but maybe you hear, maybe you hear something different with local news. You know, I, I guess here's, the, here's what, what I'd like to be able to tell our listeners. Is this, is this really an area of concern when, a, when your franchise quarterback is out game one and you've had from the end of last season to get him ready and he's out game one and you just traded for a higher quality backup that's not if – I'm, if I'm a Colts fan, I'm worried. I'm worried that this, this is a big problem um, and that he may not just miss one game. He may miss several games. And I'm, con- I'm confused when you had nine months to get him ready. I'm not sure what the problem here is. Um, what, what can you tell us? What do you know? Well, the latest news is that he was taken off PUP, which is a good sign that he'll be back at, at- – worse within the first six weeks of the season but you know there's really been minimal detail out there in terms of what's going on with Andrew Luck even locally the the, the organization's been really tight-lipped like you said the actions haven't been too great in terms of you know upgrading the backup quarterbacks in that situation Um, and obviously Luck missing at least week one because that's an indicator that they're worried to some degree uh, about their that, you know, it could be a, a, an indicator that they may expect Luck to miss a few games and they don't want 
Scott told Zane to do it, so they brought in Brissett. But the problem then, you know, is still that Lux would miss a few games, it seems. Now, they haven't said that, but like you said, the actions have kind of indicated that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they've been really quiet here. You know, people are, 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 are concerned. But, again, I mean, the most telling thing so far is that they've at least taken off PUP, so he'll be back in the first few weeks. And we're both in the same predicament because in the EAFL League, I missed the first half of the draft, and I got stuck with Andrew Luck, and now you know when he's going to play now, and just a disaster. <laughs> he said stuck with. <laughs> right? Yeah, for now I'm stuck with him not playing either. I would to make contingency plans as well. I'm starting Carson Wentz, you know, so. Yeah, I think I might be stuck. I mean, it's in the other league. <clears throat> I think I, I might be stuck with um, – um, I might have to start Jay Cutler. <laughs> oh, oh, man. God. <laughs> yeah. How Seriously, man. How ironic. Well, I, you know, I, 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 I got to go back and look, but I, I'm pretty sure he's – well, Tannehill was my – he was my bench guy. He was my backup to Luck, and obviously Tannehill's out, so – um, you know, I went and got Cutler because there wasn't much left. Um, and actually, uh, when I drafted Cutler, he was the highest rated uh, of the available quarterbacks. And even when I looked at the other names, uh, nothing nothing jumped out at me. You know what I mean? They were all, um, yeah. you know, there were other starters, but they weren't, you know, Cutler, Cutler has his, you know, I don't like the guy. Trust me, I don't like the guy. But he has been known to put up some, some numbers, okay? And all I need is some numbers. I don't give a damn if you win or lose. Um, I just need some numbers. I need some yards right. and, and yep. some TDs, you know. And so that's all I need, bruh. You know, I don't give a damn about your leadership skill or nothing. God ain't give me some damn fantasy points, crying out loud. Punk-ass bitch. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, hey, we're R-rated tonight, fellas. I'm just screaming at you. We're, we're, we're R-rated tonight. All right. Um, <laughs> so... You know, so I thought about I thought about so many different things we normally do, and I just you know I, I, and 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 you know we do we usually do game picks, and I don't know it just I, it doesn't excite me anymore to pick the games. Um, we do predictions, but then we never go back at the end of the year and see how accurate our predictions was. So kind of what was what's the point? So. I, so I don't really feel the need to do predictions because unless you're going and, you know, looking back and saying, okay, you know, I said the Cowboys are going to win the division, but the Giants won the division. Damn, I'm an idiot. You know what I mean? And we, and we don't do it. By the, end of the, by the end of the season, we're so excited about the playoffs. Playoffs? You know, we're so excited about, about that. I should have had that queued up because that would have been, been perfect timing. Yep. But, you know, we're still, we're still getting back into this. Uh, you know. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Yeah, there you go. So, uh, you know, what, what, I, what I'm saying is, is um, we're going to have some segments in the future that are going to be new. We're going to change it up here on the Madden Voice. I'm not, I'm, I'm not satisfied doing the same old same. Okay, I'm not satisfied with it at all. So I'm going to ditch, because I can, predictions. Okay, we don't, I don't care what I don't, you know, listen, here's the bottom line. And, and let's just be real about it. Okay, let's just be real. I'm a Cowboy fan. I want my team to go win a Super Bowl. That's it. That's all I care about. JB's a Cowboy fan. Same boat. K-Star's a Steelers fan. He don't give a damn what happens. As long as his team goes and wins a Super Bowl, that's it. And Train is a Bears fan. Well, he knows his team ain't going anywhere, so never mind. I don't even know what to say about Train on that one. Um, 
Never mind. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll train another category. Plus he, ain't, plus he ain't listening. He ain't here. Train had to work, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he's going to try to join us before we end the show. And if not, uh, hopefully we'll see him next week. So, um, but bottom line is we only really care that, that our teams go and, and win a Super Bowl. So to sit here and really get into every division, um, you know, I, I, I don't want to do that anymore. And the other thing is, Things change so much during the season, you know, and, and if you watch other shows, and I'm going to put them out on blast, they change their minds with the weather, you know, hey, this team's a playoff team week two. Wow, you got to look out for that team. Wow, they're, they're already in midseason form. By week four, that team sucks. Oh, my God, ah, that team's the worst team in the world. You know, by week eight, oh, they've won three in a row. Oh, look out. You know, I, I don't want to be that show. I don't want to be that show that does that. And it, almost like you forget that you just dogged that team three weeks ago, and now they upset the Patriots, and now you're predicting them to win, to win their division. But three weeks ago, you talked about them like, like animals. I don't want to be that show. So, therefore, we're not going to do that. Okay? But what we are going to do is we're going to come back with some new stuff. We're going to come back with something, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working on something that I think you guys are going to like, even though my co-hosts don't know it. We're, we're, we're coming back with that in future shows. The other thing I want everyone to look forward to is remote broadcast, okay? So I already told you I'm going to Dallas. I'm going to do a live show down there. Um, I might be solo because I'm not sure how much lead time I can give these guys to get on with me. And it's also, I'm going to do it on Sunday, and these guys are going to be watching football, so they're probably not going to stop watching football to get on the show with me. But I'm hoping to do a live show. If I get in the AT&T Stadium with my um, Apple phones and, and my Apple uh, earbuds and my Apple uh, my iPhone, I can actually do a live show right from AT&T Stadium, which would be pretty exciting. And it would be impromptu, probably be 15, 20, 30 minutes, but I could actually do that. So stay tuned for a live show. The other thing I want people to stay tuned for is, is as I mentioned a second ago, is I've already talked to two sports bars um, in the greater Bristol area, and both have agreed to allow me to come in and do a live show on site. So I'm very excited about that. One is in – actually, they're both in uh, – one's in Plainville, Connecticut, and one's in Southington, Connecticut. Um, they are located – both are located driving distance from the ESPN World Headquarters. Does that matter? Not really, but I just thought I'd throw that out there. Um, so props to Sliders Cafe in Plainville. Um, the owner, Fred, has agreed to let me come in and, and stay tuned for that. And props to Groggy Frog in Southington. And the owner, Mike, has agreed to let me come in. So stay tuned for that as well. Um, the only other topic that I had is, is – um, Hold on a second. Um, I guess I want to get back, and I really only had two other things I want to talk about tonight, so it's not going to be a long show. Um, I I meant to open up with this, and I apologize, and then we'll get to the last topic. Um, Please, please, please consider what's going on in Houston. And everybody, you know, I've donated a few bucks. Everybody's, you know, we're all living our lives, and we're all – you know, day to day, you know, dealing with our own stuff and, you know, everybody's financial um, capabilities are different. Okay. I get that. And, you know, but I'm, I'm imploring everybody to consider, um, you know, donating to the hurricane relief fund 
down there. And I will give you a way that I know for a fact is legitimate that you can do, and you can do it right now. If you text 90999, that's 90999 to Red Cross, you, you will immediately get, well, not immediately, but you will give $10 to the Hurricane Harvey relief uh, efforts. And that will be billed to your cell phone account by your uh, cell phone provider. So that is guaranteed. It is legitimate. Um, be very careful of scams out there. Um, but I'm telling you, I have vetted this one personally. I've donated to it personally. Um, it is it is 100% guaranteed. So I just ask everyone. I mean, if 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 you just watch any of the coverage of the stuff that's going on, it is heartbreaking. And just think about it for a minute. You know, just just think about it for a minute. You know, you 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 know, there's stories of people that thought that they were safe and they woke up and there's you know there's water up to the up to the side of their bed in their house and they had to rush and evacuate and they thought they were in a you know safe area. And many of these people, I'm in this business. I'm in the mortgage business. I understand this intensely. Um, a lot of this area was not designated of, of flood zone by FEMA. So therefore flood insurance is not required. So, and homeowners doesn't cover this type of damage. I mean, you can, you can do, you can get extra coverage, but no one does it. So I don't know what these people are going to do. I heard Ben Carson talk about the 203 K program and I almost, almost threw up because the 203 program is not applicable here. Um, because it's 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 a loan. They're, that's you go borrow money to fix your house. So why would the government offer that unless you're going to forgive the loan, which he said nothing about? So there, there's, there's going to be many 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 people that are going to have to rebuild that are displaced, and this means as a country we need to come together. And if if everyone in this country gave ten bucks, that's probably enough to do it. And I know J.J. Watt, to his credit, I believe he's up to close to $20 million now, if I, if, I, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he hit, started he hit at five, 20. He hit 20. Okay. Yeah. 20. Started with 500000 That was his goal. And he got to $20 million. So hats off to J.J. Watt. Hats off. And this is what I'm talking about, star power and people using their, their fame for, in a good cause. And, man, there's no better story than that. I, I saw Kevin Hart do a, a celebrity challenge where he called out celebrities to give $25,000. Um, you, know, uh, you know, people are stepping up. Now, I can't do that. I'm pretty sure my co-host can't do that. But, you know, if everybody does 10 bucks and gives to the relief efforts, it'll go a long way. I also want to pray for the people in Florida. The news isn't sounding good. Irma's not sounding like it's going to lessen up. Um, and if you're in Florida and you're listening to the Madden voice, um, get out. <laughs> um, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you can, get get out. Seriously, yeah. while you can. Um, you know, we have a cousin down in Fort Lauderdale. She looks like she's coming home. Good. <laughs> yeah. um, you know who I'm talking about, right, Jay? Patricia? Patricia. Oh, that's right. I thought she was visiting. Yeah. I didn't realize she moved down there. Oh no, she moved down there. She moved. Oh, yeah, she well, moved yeah. before I went to Miami. And I saw her say, "I think I'm coming back to Connecticut." <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what's funny? It's ironic that 25 years ago we had Hurricane Andrew, and yep. this one is shaping up to be a lot like Andrew and potentially even worse. Um, you know, this is my area. You're, you're, you're the mortgage yes, person, sir. but the weather's my stuff. And absolutely, 185 sustained winds. Now you think about that. Let that marinate for a minute. 185 mile an hour sustained winds. 
Um, pretty scary. When you look at this storm, and I'm not going to get too weather technical, but it's a bad storm, bro. This this thing is a beast, and um, there's really nothing in its path right now that can have it slow down other than maybe, uh, the, shoot, now it's going to face the steering currents, but that ain't going to do it either. Everybody from basically from the islands all the way to all parts of Florida, because if it stays on track, it could rip right across Florida. They're talking about it could turn up the center of Florida. So along the whole East Coast, everybody needs to be watching and, and praying, just like we're praying for the folks in Houston. You're going to have to do the same thing for the folks in Florida. It's a lot of low-lying area. Florida's extremely flat, as everybody knows. So all it takes is a halfway decent storm to do catastrophic damage, and this one is of epic proportion. So please be alert. Please be alerted at all costs. And, and and let me just let me just let me let me lighten the atmosphere just a touch. I don't want to be a, a Debbie Downer here. JB as a kid used to sit and you know watch the Weather Channel. That's when he says he's into the weather. He ain't bull. He ain't bull jazzing you people out there. Okay, he would sit and just watch the Weather Channel. You know. And I like the weather. I li- I'm, a, I'm a fan of the weather, you know, but I ain't, I ain't all in it like this dude. He's, you know, uh, just saying. I thought he was going to end up working for the weather, weather channel, you know what I'm saying? He don't live too far from it. Maybe you should still get a job there, brother. He knows the weather. I, got, I sometimes call him. I'm here in Connecticut. I'll call him down there. Hey, man, I got plans this weekend. How's my weather looking? <laughs> you know, and he's, and he's actually pretty on point, too, when I, when I do ask him. So um, um, good feedback there, brother. Um, So anyway, if you're in Florida, pay attention to the weather. And if you can get out, I mean, now's your chance. If if I get it, we work, you know, I get it. I get it. You know, life sometimes just doesn't afford, you can't just up and go. But if you can, if you've got vacation time, if you can secure your home and then go somewhere safe um, and, and ride out the storm somewhere safe, then, you know, it may be something to really think about doing. That, that's all I'm saying. Um, and again, text nine zero nine nine nine, ten bucks gets billed to your cell phone provider on your behalf, and that's a ten dollar donation to um, the Hurricane Harvey Relief Fund. So, last thing I want to talk about is um, it's kind of it's kind of you know kind of been on the back seat over the last several days, but it's still in the news. It's Colin Kaepernick, um, and I heard something. That really, really, let me see if I can find it real quick, but it really, you know, it, it just irritates me to no end about, it, uh, you know, um, I guess misconceptions or misunderstandings or, um, um, hold on, I'm, I'm looking for this, bear with me here, but it has to do with the Kaepernick uh, situation and... Let me see if I could find it here. Um, well, yeah, I won't even get in. I won't even. I won't even get into the Jim Brown thing on it. Jim Brown just disappointed me completely. But um, there. Oh, here we go. I found it. So the Cleveland Police Department um, refused to hold the U.S. flag at a Cleveland Brown game. And I'm just going to read this real quick to you guys. More than a dozen Cleveland Browns last month refused to stand during the playing of the national anthem. Anthem. Instead, taking a knee and huddling together, their heads bowed. The group, including starters and backups, veterans and rookies, who knelt by some water coolers during the August 21st preseason game against the Giants. The move caused outrage in Cleveland. And now, with the NFL season to begin next week, there's more fallout. The Cleveland... 
Police Patrolmen's Association and a local union which represents the city's dispatchers, EMTs, and paramedics said they won't join the Cleveland Browns on the field to hold the American flag for the opening game. They were all set to go. It's a pretty nice day to hold the flag before the game and then hang around and watch the football season opener from field level. But EMT Union President Daniel Nemeth told this news channel that everything changed when the Browns players refused to honor the anthem. This hit me. This hit home with me. I'm a veteran, an eight-year veteran with the U.S. Marines. To disrespect the flag by taking the knee is not something I want to be a part of. I am here at a national police convention, and as soon as they hear that I'm from Cleveland, the first question is, what about those stinking Browns? So if the ownership of the Browns in the league are going to allow this type of stuff to happen, then come to us and say, we want you to help us with the flag. That's hypocritical. We're not going to participate. Okay. Um, that, that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, before I give my remarks on that, let me start with JB. Your thoughts on that? My thoughts on that are similar to what my thoughts have been since all of this has become national news. Again, people seem to be missing the point entirely. It is about racial inequality and police brutality. It is not about desecrating the flag. It is not about... uh, fighting the flag or anything to that nature. It's all about racial inequality. And I'm getting tired of constantly hearing folks talk about the flag as if it's been burned and shredded to pieces and all those uproars because of the stars and stri- No, it's not. It's so much bigger than that. Nobody and and Kaepernick again even went to say and, and discuss this with fellow veterans who also understood, and that's why he took the knee. This was his, 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 his right to do so. This is what veterans had fought for, so that he can have this right to do this. He is not harming anybody. He is not doing anything illegal, yet the focus always seems to be about that and not on the real reason as to why He's doing and others that have followed him are doing it as well. I'm just tired of it. And, and this is just another notch in that tired belt. Okay. K-Star, you agree or do you have a dissenting of viewpoint? Well, I mean, they have the right to not participate, just like Kaepernick has the right to not stand for the flag. I mean, I don't really agree with them, you know, because it's freedom of expression. And that's that's something which was fought for. I mean, I don't think. I mean, someone can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think Kaepernick took an anti-police stance when he did that. I mean, that'd be the only reason I could see why they would be offended or whatever. But um, I mean, they have the right, you know, to to feel the way they do about it. But to me, it's a little silly. That's for sure. Um, I'm I'm kind of where Jay is. And I'm getting tired of it myself. Um, I'm getting tired of the righteousness of people not getting the point. Um, Sure, they have the right to say we're not going to do this, but then aren't they undermining the Constitution? Because the Constitution gives Colin Kaepernick the right to do exactly what he did. And it's peaceful. What is the problem here? It's like 
you know, when when people, particularly people of color, are protesting and it leads to desecration of property and fire and and, you know, injury and potential loss of life, we get we get uh, told that um, Black Lives Matters did it and it's a terrorist organization and need to be shut down. None of which is true, by the way. It's ridiculous. But that's what we get told. So now a person of color says, I need to, I feel a need to make a stand. And by literally sitting down, he made his stand. Then he amended it by doing a knee, doing a knee to be respectful. I don't understand why people feel a need to give. I'm just I I can't I can't get there. I can't and and, and now here we have and, and let me take this one step further. Now Andrew Luck is out at least one week. We are we are feeling it could be longer based on. The fact that they went and traded for, um, you know, a better backup with Colin Kaepernick and all of this. You gonna tell me that Jacoby Brissett is gonna give you a better chance to win than Colin Kaepernick? Are you kidding me? I mean, I mean, I, you know, it just it is it is blatant. It is so blatant that it's almost laughable. It is as laughable as. Your president there, K-Star, yeah, I know he's my president too, but work with me. Now he wants to end the Dreamers program, but no one believes that the man is, race, is, is racist, right? I mean, come on. It, it, it becomes yeah, – okay. So we're going to – let's penalize these, these, these young people that were brought here, right? And we promised them that if they were brought here and followed these rules, this is what they would get. Now we're going to punish them. Okay. Yeah, but but that's well, not Obama racist. passed okay. it without congressional upholding. He did it on his own. I mean, he set the precedent just like okay. he normally do. Okay. Yeah, and 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 Trump said that Obama ran too many executive orders, and he signed more than Obama has up to this point. So what's your point? All these executive orders, all these executive orders. Look it up. He signed more than Obama. So well, the point so is you can't criticize point. someone. It make it, it doesn't make it racist. That's a stupid narrative. No, it's not stupid. It's actually his, it his stupid. whole track it is, record. It's, it's ridiculous. It, it's, well, well for, first of all, you can disagree with me. That doesn't mean you talk over me while I'm making my point. So it, it, is, it is absolutely relevant that we have a president in office that makes decisions, and every decision we're seeing that has to deal with our people is against us. It's racist. Everything. I mean, it started from his first day in office where he signed the, the, the bill that uh, repealed the FHA mortgage insurance deduction. And who gets most of the FHA loans in this country? Minorities. He wasn't in office two hours, and he signed that bill. He wasn't in office six hours. He scrubbed the freaking White House servers of every literal piece of civil rights information. And he's done nothing since then but everything to show us how racist he is, and I'm calling it out there. And the reason that I bring it up is because when you see someone do something once, you say, well, okay. When you see someone do it twice, you say, well, okay. But when there's a pattern, you got to start to open your eyes. And my connection is Kaepernick is still unemployed. He's still unemployed. Jacoby Brissett, better than Colin Kaepernick? Come on. The reason that Kaepernick is employed, unemployed, 
despite what Mr. Shaw over there wants to say, that he's not worth the risk. Guy went to a Super Bowl. Guy's still in the prime of his, his, his career. And the only thing he did was exercise his First Amendment rights of freedom of speech. He didn't do domestic violence. He didn't uh, get drug suspended. All he did was say, I don't like what's going on in this country, and I'm going to stand up for it. And he's sitting on the sidelines. And we got guys that are out there breaking rules, including people on my team, slap on the wrist, four games, six games, eight games, ten games. Oh, come on. Welcome back. Welcome back. This guy, all he did was speak up. Took teams to Super Bowl a few years ago. And he can't get a job. But Jacoby Brissett can get a job. Um, what's his name? Damn it. I can't stand him so much. I can't remember his name. Bears, former quarterback. One I just put on my team. Cutler. Thank you. Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler out of the booth gets a job. Come on, man. Come on, man. Well, you, know, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. The, the whole Jacoby percent, because you think about the, uh, what the, the coach gave up. I mean, Philip Dorsett has been a bust to this point. Still has ability. You could have gotten Kaepernick at what the league minimum, not yep. having to give up any assets at all. And the same with Brissett is the same with Kaepernick. Both would have to come in and learn the system. This is not like a Cutler situation where he knows Dace and they have history together. No, I don't know any history Brissett has with with um, with um, Chuck Pagano or any of the offensive staff that they have. It would be the same thing with Kaepernick coming in. Why they didn't give him a tryout, at least, that maybe we, maybe he did and, and we don't know about it, but to not hear about it leads me to believe nothing happened. I, I mean, the writing's on the wall. If it, if it wasn't clear as day, the moment that trade occurred, it should have been clear then, point blank. And, and I'm not over here being a Kaepernick fan. I'm not wearing his jersey. I'm just calling it like it is. You didn't have to give up any assets to bring this guy in. No different than Brissett. I could give a shit about Kaepernick. Be honestly, it's the principle behind it. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not cheerleading for him because I like him. I'm cheerleading for him because he 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 could be. I, I'll say this. I think he could start in this league right now. Okay, when you look at some of the lower end quarterbacks, he could start in this league. But to say that he's not even good enough to be a backup. And my statement was to say that I'm not, I'm not being biased. That's why I phrased it that way. No, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying to say that he still ain't even a backup worthy. Now I get it. Okay, you know, people listening, maybe even case stars are thinking, you do know Jacoby sets black, right? I mean, you do know he's black quarterback, right? That ain't the point. He was a black quarterback with a job either way. So you know, he would have still had a job. He would have been on the Patriots roster. So. You know, we, we you know we didn't gain anything. He just switched teams. So, right. um, my point is, is he should have a job. And every time I see, you know, I see a, a, another story about a another trade or this or that, and this guy is still unemployed. Even Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers came out and said that Kaepernick should be on an NFL roster. Kudos to you, Aaron Rodgers. Kudos to you for speaking up, using your celebrity status as arguably, you know, one of the top two or three quarterbacks in the game, 
and putting it out there, putting it on front street. Yeah, he should be he should be on a roster. So you know, hold on, hold on, hold on. Guess what? Guess who else? Guess who else just came out today? Guess who else? Cam Newton, who you've been giving so much crap for for not saying enough. He came out and he uh, said that Colin Kaepernick should have a job. Today. Well, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Lord have mercy. Praise. Well, it's about time. Yes, I, give him some credit. <laughs> we still don't work with but. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, you, you, you know, we gotta get you some brother in you there, K Star. I gotta get you some brother in you, man. You know, you know. Jay, you want to give it to him? You want to give it to him? Give it to him. Jay. Um, K Star, you got anything? Damn. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. Oh Jesus <laughs> You man, you you is the whitest white dude I know, K Star, but I love you, brother. You just <laughs> white. But anyway, um but I, hey, you know what? Good for Cam Newton for speaking up. Um I'm I'm looking it up now. Callan Kaepernick is better than some current starting QBs. Good. I really think it's unfair. Um, in my opinion, do I think Kaepernick is better than some of the, the starting quarterbacks in the league? Absolutely. Should he be on a roster, in my opinion? Absolutely. There's no question about it. Is he good enough to be on a roster? Is he good enough to be a starting quarterback? Absolutely. Okay. Good. I appreciate that, Cam. And, and, and you know, so there you go. There's another, you know, one of the faces of the league. Now, if he can just keep his attitude straight, then maybe I'll like the guy again. Um, but... I mean, the you know, only person that I've heard thus far that has spoken out against him, and, and may, there might be other ones, but I guess it's the one that kind of rings in my head a little bit, is Shady McCoy. I was kind of surprised by his comment, basically stating that Kaepernick wasn't good enough. And that was a soccer to me. Yeah, I'm very, very, very surprised um, at that. Um, you know, I he respect Shady and what he's done on the field. What's that? He looked annoyed by the question. Yeah, he did. I mean, I yeah, he did. He looked annoyed, and, and I saw the interview where he did it. He wasn't talking very loud. I was struggling to hear him. It was like a loud locker room, and he's already whispering. Um, and I, I couldn't understand the dynamics. But, um, you know, you, you, you would think – and, yeah, I'm, go, I'm, going, I'm going to go there. Um, you know, you're an African-American player. You played on the freaking Eagles, you know. I mean, you know, at a time where – um, there were a lot of concerns about your coach, your, your last coach there, Chip Kelly, and how he was handling African-American players. Um, and, you know, you, you would think that having come out of that, and certainly Shady wasn't quiet about his thoughts on that, you would think he'd have a little bit of sensitivity to a fellow African-American player who, you know, is running into some, some, some challenges. You would think he, he, would, he would get it. You know, and instead he didn't get it. And um, it's kind of like Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne was being interviewed a while back, um, and he said he's never experienced racism. And I just, I was like, huh? <laughs> you know, he he says he's never he he's never experienced racism. And, and I'm just like, what country well, he's living in, Brian? He's living yeah, in Brian. Yeah, yeah, but, but but LeBron James had nigga painted on his freaking, you know, mansion. So, I mean, come on, man. You know, LeBron ain't exactly Poe. You know what I mean? We've, you know, so it ain't, yeah. it ain't, we all, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, celebrities get pulled over all the time until they get recognized 
and then it's like, oh, you're such and such, okay, and then they let them go. But they get racial profiled. There's stories, you search for it. There's stories everywhere about celebrities being racially profiled and um, pulled over, and they knew they knew they had nothing. And it wasn't until the cop came over, and it's like, oh, you're Adrian Peterson. I'm not saying it was him, but I'm just making the name up, you know. Oh, okay, well, you know, we'll let you go, you know, because they know that that's going to be front page of the paper tomorrow. You know, so so for him to say that it's never happened shocks me because when I don't believe him and and the fact that he said it, what's your motive? What are you what are you are you afraid that you're going to you know, is it the, is it the marketing machine that you're afraid if you come out and admit it that you're now going to lose sponsors or endorsers or whatever? I, I just uh, it just disgusted me. Disgusted me. I deleted all his music. I'm just saying that. Didn't really like him anyway. But anyway, Jeez. um, hey, I don't really like him anyway. I'm old school guy, man. Oh, okay, okay. You know, okay. I, I'm, I'm old school guy, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, you know. Don't find it, yeah. You heard my voice, but I brought two friends along, and next uh. on the mic is my man Hank. Come on, Hank, sing that song. Check it out. I'm the C A S N, the O V A, and the rest is F L Y. You see, I go by the code of the doctor of the mix, and these reasons I'll tell you why. You see, I'm six foot one, and I'm tons of fun, and I dress to a D. You see, I got more clothes than Muhammad Ali, and I dress so viciously. I got bodyguards, I got two big guards, that definitely ain't the whack. I got a mixed continental, and some new Cadillac. So after school, I take a dip in the pool, which is really on the wall. I got a color TV so I can see the Knicks play basketball. Him and talking about checkbook, credit cards, more money than a sucker could ever spend. But I wouldn't Woo. give a sucker or a bum from the rock and not a dime till I made it again. Everybody go, oh, hell, oh, hell, what you gonna do today? Cause I'm gonna get a fly girl, gonna get some spank and drive off in a death OJ. Everybody go, oh, See, that's what I'm talking about right there. That's what I'm talking about. That's that's what I'm talking about. See, I I can't I can't I can't rock with the, some of the stuff out there today, man. I can't I can't feel it, man. You know what I mean? I need I need I need something. You know what I mean? You know. Because I know K-Star's over there spinning on his head He's going to hurt himself But see, this, that's what I'm talking about <laughs> Old school, yes, you know created, It paved the way for all this garbage you hear today You know, a lot of it is just garbage So I, as long as I have that I'm good Anywho, get off my alright guys <laughs> uh, What are we going to do with K-Star? Yeah Hey, sir, you all right. You all right. <laughs> well, well, K-Star still thinks that Eminem is the greatest of all time, so, um, oh my you know. Hey, 
Yeah, he, he's, he's the up greatest there. rap god. Yeah, he's all right. He all right. You know, he all right. Yeah, just remember, he, just remember. Without without Dre, there would be no there would be no Eminem. Just remember that. Oh yeah, I agree. And, I agree. Dre, oh, and, and and Dre from one of the greatest rap groups of all time, N.W.A. Before he went solo, so it's kind of like it's kind of you can't you can't give someone the crown when he was discovered by someone who's still out there doing it doing his thing. So I, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Love Dre. So anyway, all right, guys, I think that's it for tonight. Um, reminder to everybody out there in uh, Madden Voice Land: um, give to uh, Hurricane Harvey Relief. Text nine zero nine 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 to the Red Cross. $10 gets billed to your cell phone provider. And, um, you know, I wish I could track it, wish I could see how many people we reach. But you know what? Just just knowing that there's a chance you guys are out there to do it would be great. If you're in Florida, please, please, please um, be careful this weekend. If you can get out of there, that's probably your best bet. Prayers to everybody down there. We just hope, you know, I, I'm always the one that hopes that maybe at the last minute, you know, maybe, maybe <laughs> you know, hey, it, it's happened before. You know, it all of a sudden veers out to sea and everybody's safe. So, um, but but keep an eye on the weather, and um, we we really we really don't want to see more of what we're seeing in Houston. And as Jay said, or repeat of what we saw 25 years ago. Um, you know, we we just don't. Um, uh, so last words, uh, K Star. Final closing thoughts. Last words. It's time. It's time for football. It's time to talk football again. This weekend is uh, starting Thursday, even. You know, it's the greatest time of year. It's the closest thing to Christmas any of us have as grown men is once we uh, wake up that Sunday morning and know that it's week one football, and I'm really excited really looking forward to it, and I can't wait to uh, see what plays out over this weekend in Ghost Steelers. All right. JB, final words. Uh, my final words are definitely continue to pray for folks in Houston. Obviously, keep an eye on Irma. Big time storm weather guy here, so I'm gonna be watching that Tampa Dolphins game. Gonna probably get moved to uh, think Thursday night, if I'm not mistaken. So might be some more football to watch then. And speaking of football, opening weekend, uh, everybody please enjoy. Go over and get your favorite beverage or find your favorite venue and frequent the spot and just enjoy some some football. Finally here after a long long wait. Glad to see the real deal. All right, JB, K-Star, thank you so much. So a few things for me to say, uh, and I don't think I could say this too many times. Text 9099 to – I lost it already. (laughs) I had it up on my screen, and I think she texted to Harvey, if I remember correctly. Uh, you can actually text it to Red Cross. I'm sorry. Uh, Red Cross, 9099. I've got to close that screen out. 9099 to Red Cross. Donate $10 to Hurricane Harvey. As we've said a few times, people in Florida, we're praying for you. <coughs> we just hope this is a big miss. Um, but, hey, on the football real quick, listen, I say this every year. If you go back to the number of years that I've been hosting the Madden Voice, I say it every year. Unlike baseball basketball, hockey, all of the other major sports. There are only 17 pro weeks, 16 games, and then we're in the playoffs. This is going to fly by. 
Okay, so enjoy it. I don't care who your team is, whether you're a fan of a team, mighty team like the Cowboys, mighty team like the Steelers, or if you're a fan of a low-level, low-level team like the Bears. Um, it doesn't matter. Enjoy the season. Um, I know Trey's gonna give me for that. Enjoy the season. Enjoy every game you can. You know, enjoy, and not just your games. I mean, give football the love that football deserves. And I didn't comment on this earlier. There's a lot of people that want to boycott the NFL because of Colin Kaepernick. I don't agree with that. I see it all over Facebook. I see it everywhere. I'm not watching any NFL. I don't agree with that because the NFL is around 65% black, maybe more. Um, and, and if you're trying to support one black man, you're going to hurt, you know, another thousand. Okay. So I don't think that is the answer. I think the answer is, is to speak out and to put pressure on the NFL, but not by, you know, not watching the game that we all love. Watch the game. You know, let's give the game the love because that's really what this is about. Give the game the love and find another way. You know, maybe cut back on the merchandise you buy. There you go. You know, I haven't bought it. If I go to Dallas, I'm going to buy something. But I haven't bought I buy something every year, and this year I haven't bought anything. K-Star, you want a piece of that? Yeah, I just want to say something real quick, something that I think everyone should think about who was considering boycotting. Um, Certainly there there are legitimate grievances, but just one thing to keep in mind is, you know, J.J. Watt in the NFL just raised $20 million for a lot of people who need it more so than Colin Kaepernick needs Good a job, point. guys. Good point. So, you know, I, I think everyone point. should just think about that for a second because the NFL did a terrific thing, and J.J. Watt representing the NFL did a, a, a unbelievable thing for so many families. Um, so just keep that in mind. I, I will, I will, I will, I will disagree a little bit, but it's a great point. I, I don't think we need to compare the two because I think the point is that anybody that stands up and 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 uses the First Amendment shouldn't be punished by not having a job. But I think what I like that you said is this is this is a vehicle that generated twenty million dollars for hurricane relief. Let's give it support. Okay, I get the Kaepernick issue. I'm on the front line of that myself. I agree with you. But, man, K-Star hit it, man. That's a great thing that the NFL has done that J.J. Watt did. He deserves love. You know, a lot lot of superstars are stepping up. They deserve love, too. Kaepernick deserves a job, yes. Not so much that he needs the money, but it's the principle behind it. But, man, you know, there's so much good coming out of the NFL. Let's not penalize them because they they don't have this one right. Because that one thing that J.J. Watt is doing with his superstar fame is huge. And, you know, if you don't get it, you know, stop watching, you know, Netflix and turn on CNN or Fox News or MSNBC and watch the flood. You know, the, the water hasn't receded yet, guys. It's still flooded like crazy. Okay, just because it's not the top story in the news don't mean that they, they still aren't battling down there. There's still tens of thousands of people that that can't go back to their homes yet. You know, it, it's bad. And so the fact that the NFL, um, you know, and I, I have NFL Network on right now and they're screaming, they're streaming the text uh, across the bottom for Hurricane Harvey. They're streaming it right on the live broadcast. So I guess, you know, I, I appreciate K-Star jumping in there, making, making that very, very valid point. Like, you know, let's, let's keep our eye on the prize here. You know, it just, it, it infuriates me. And I'm sorry, K-Star, but I don't think our president does the right thing keeping this country together. Um, and, 
you know, the fact that someone, you know, that 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 he came out and and I'm not going to beat this to death, but you know, you come out and remake remarks and you don't talk about the victims, and someone has to go back and tell him, hey man, you need to talk about the victims, and then the next day he talks about the victims. It's just ridiculous. This is when George Bush was in office and 9/11 hit. I thought it was a shining moment. I am not a Bush fan, but I got to tell you that 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 man. For that, he was the right guy at the right time, and he did the right thing, and he brought this country together at our at our lowest point. And I could never ever. I don't think he. I think he made a lot of mistakes as president, but I got to tell you, he ran this country. He 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 knew what he was doing, and he brought us all together. And our current president is doing the direct opposite. And and frankly, I don't want him to fail. It's my goddamn country. So when I talk about him, it's not because I want him to fail. It's because I'm so disgusted because, he, 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 you know, the guy built a multi-billion dollar corporation and he can't figure out common sense things like that. It's just it's ridiculous to me. And I just hope someone gets to him and realizes, dude, we need you to bring us together because you're not doing it right now. We are divided as ever. The, the freaking eclipse brought us more together than what Trump is doing. The NFL is bringing us together by doing the donations and all of that. You know, this is the time that we need our leadership to step up, you know, and, and, and seriously, is now the time to talk about DACA with all of that that's going on in Houston? I don't know, but I would probably have waited. You know, we got what's going on in Houston. We've got what's coming through in, in Florida is now the time to do that? I'm just saying, come on, man. Open your brain. A little common sense. Think. Think. That's all. That's, that's it. Um, hey, uh, before we get out of here, because I see somebody joined us just as we're about to end the show. So let's bring on Dr. Train real quick. Dr. Train, welcome to the Madden Voice. Hey, fellas. What's going on tonight? Hey, man. We, 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 we thought we'd get you on. Yeah, we about we yeah, we you know, we left the light on for you, but you're getting in late, man. We about to roll up out of here, but I saw you pop up on the switchboard. So I thought I'd I, I thought I'd it. give you a Yeah, well I figured I'd give you a minute. Hey, before we get out of here, man, let me give you a minute to talk about your bears. We 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 covered some things with the Cowboys. We talked about Zeke, Zeke's gonna play, we talked about Bell signing, we talked about luck. Um, so, you know, we covered some football things and now we were just giving our last words. So you can kind of come on and, and, and as your, as your opening and closing remarks, <laughs> um, maybe, give, maybe give everybody kind of a prog, you know, what do you, what do you, and I've been dogging your bears a little bit. If you listen back, I'm sorry. I'm just not optimistic that they're going to have a good season, but maybe I'm wrong. So if, if here's your chance to change my mind, how's the bears looking uh, as we head in the opening, uh, opening week? Well, I'm sure what I had to say would not change your mind. So <laughs> well, let's go ahead and put that out there right now. Um, a good season for Chicago would just be simply improvement. And I don't know that that even reflects in the in the record more than it does just on the field. Um, as far as I see, our defense should be better. It should be much better, barring, barring injury, really. It's, it's been two injury-riddled seasons under Fox. And they supposedly changed some things, changed some small things for players uh, to not to get injured so much. But injury is part of the game, so you just don't know. So barring injury, Chicago got some really good defensive pieces, especially up front, front seven. So you should see an improvement there. Uh, offensively, it's it's a huge question mark. We don't we no one has seen Mike Glennon go through a full season. So can he make it through a full season in Chicago? We don't know. We do know. Everyone's excited about the rookie, 
And now is the rookie the answer to our to our prayers of a finally Chicago actually having a quarterback like ever? <laughs> and mm. please, no one, no one say McMahon. Okay, um, I didn't live through the McMahon era, but I do know that that didn't last long either. He was a good quarterback, but it still didn't last long enough for Chicago to even have a quarterback that just owns their books. Jay Cutler owns our record books. Enough said. So, mm. <laughs> so it's just a matter of hey, can we get can we get anything from Glennon? So we should have a solid run game. We got a good offensive line. Our wide receivers are not the best. Probably our tight end group is probably better than our wide receiver group altogether. So, I mean, we'll see. I'm just excited because it's a different it's a different team. It's different players. So you you're always excited to be in the season. I just want to see improvement. I don't expect us to be a playoff team at all, but somewhere between six to eight win season, six to eight game win, you know, that that would be improvement. Okay. All right. Well, uh, the only other thing I will recap for you, Train, is I will be flying to Dallas on Sunday. Coincidentally, I will be there for um, a conference, and um, my goal is to get to the game uh, one way or another or at least catch it at one of the hot spots locally. Um, so I'll either be at like whatever the hot local bar is that will be hosting the game with a bunch of screaming, rave, raving uh, Cowboy fans, or I may very well be at <laughs> AT&T Stadium watching the game. Either way, my intention is to try to do a live um, broadcast <clears throat> Um, from wherever I am, 15, 20, 30 minutes, just giving kind of a take on things. Um, you guys will be notified, but I don't, you know, you'll be watching football. I don't expect you guys to come on, but I just want to give the feel, especially if I get to the stadium. If I'm at AT&T Stadium, I'm going to find a spot. I'm doing a, I'm doing a quick show, okay? The, the, the way um, the deal with, with the host, uh, Blog Talk Radio, is they actually have a feature where I could actually just I, don't, I can go right on and do a live show. I don't do it often, but I can log right in and just hit go live right now, and boom, I'm on the air. So um, oh, wow. that's my intention. That's my intention for this weekend, and then we will return next Tuesday night. Now I I, I will have to get back with everybody because I have a commitment, a conference commitment next Tuesday night. So I just don't know the timing of the show, but I will get back to everybody, um, or possibly I may have to recruit one of these guys to actually host the show, and I join it in progress because I do have a work commitment Tuesday night that I can't get out of. Um, so, um, you know, but but there will be our show, and we'll, we'll be back in touch. So um, um, so I think I think with K-Star, we already did K-Star. We did JB. We just got a little treat, and Dr. Train was able to join us. So um, I was just – the other thing I was just saying is, hey, um, football's here. I say this every year. The season's going to fly by. Before you know it, you know, the first checkpoint to me is, is Halloween because you kind of get to the halfway point when you get into Halloween. Then you got Thanksgiving, and then as Bill Parcells says, once Thanksgiving comes, you kind of know where you are as far as playoffs go and whether you got a shot at the playoffs. And then we've got the stretch run to Christmas and then the playoffs. And I'm telling you, everybody, I say it every year, and I'm right every year, it is going to fly by. So enjoy football while it lasts, whether you're sitting at home or whether you're going to the bar or whether you're watching it on a mobile app, just enjoy it all you can. And um, I think with everything that we're going through in this country, you know, this is America's favorite pastime right now. So let's band together and let's enjoy some good, good football. So for Dr. Train, thanks. Glad he made it. For JB and for K-Star. 
Thank you for tuning in to the Madden Voice. We will be back uh, next Tuesday night tentatively at the same time. And uh, you will get a special broadcast live from Dallas, Texas, from Commissioner T, um, sometime before the Dallas Giant kickoff. So uh, everybody have a great week. And, hey, football is here. So finally, we can have all these feuds settled on the field. Talk to you guys soon. Good night. Thank you.